You're listening to the official podcast of Oasis Community Church, where everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect, and anything's possible. If you'd like to learn more about Oasis, request prayer, or get in touch with a pastor, visit our website at oasischurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Well, good morning, everyone. Happy Advent. Happy um, Gaudete Sunday. A little Latin lesson for you there. Gaudo means rejoice, or technically I guess it means I rejoice. Gaudete means you all rejoice. It's a command. Easier said than done, though, I think, right? Like if I just said, uh, have joy, can you do it? (laughs) Not so easily, right? It's not something that we can just uh, manufacture in the moment. In fact, joy can be quite evasive. Maybe even especially during the holiday season. Because we can be so hurried and we can be so rushed and it can look like everyone else is happy. (laughs) And then we find ourselves not experiencing joy. And so what should we do about that? Well, the text today, the text that um, Caleb just read for us, kind of speaks of a, of a desert kind of becoming a garden. It's a, it's a promise of, of something being restored. There's, a, there's an epistle passage from the book of James, also paired for today, and it says this, Be patient, therefore, beloved, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious crop from the earth, being patient with it until it receives the early and the late rains. You also must be patient. Strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. Beloved, do not grumble against one another, so that you may not be judged. See, the judge is standing at the doors. As an example of suffering and patience, beloved, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. And when James says, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as kind of an example of how you should live, at least one of those prophets I think he was thinking of was Isaiah, who had written for us, this, again, this passage that Caleb read about patience, about waiting. Aristotle says that patience is bitter, but its fruit is sweet. And this is one of the things that I think is the way we can actually kind of learn to wait and, and um, realize the experience of joy is through patience. Now, I know that that might not seem at first uh, reasonable to think, but, um, and personally, I'm not, I don't feel like I, I practice this very well, so I'm kind of... I'm kind of preaching to myself on this one. But Angela, my wife, if anyone, anyone here didn't know who that was, um, I feel like Angela is particularly good at delayed gratification. Like she can put off something uh, and then we can like experience the fullness of the goodness of it. Like I, I want to go ahead and get it now and just do it now. I have one daughter, well I have six daughters, but one of them in particular I feel like also is like me and kind of needing things quickly, where she kind of uh, struggles, like I do, with delayed gratification. But we all know this is true, right? So whether we're waiting to get something, or whether we're waiting to give something, those times when we were able to find the perfect gift for someone we love, we thought, oh man, they are going to love this. 
And then we're kind of filled with all this anticipation of the time when we're going to get to give it to them, like on their birthday or on, on Christmas, right? And that anticipation as it builds just makes the joy all the more wonderful. <clears throat> We've also experienced this. You know when you're really hungry, how good food tastes, right? So Mikel, I've heard him say before, uh, his favorite spice um, on food is hunger. <laughs> like hunger, maybe he said it like this, hunger is the best spice. And, and I think, <coughs> excuse me, I think that is exactly true. Hunger is the best spice. Patience may be bitter, but it's fruit is sweet. It's the waiting that, that provides the, the joy. Like without waiting, maybe we wouldn't experience so much joy. Like if we didn't have to wait for Christmas to come, if we didn't kind of look forward to the, the vacation or we look forward to, in, in my field, the end of the semester, praise God, um, right? We're looking forward to something, and then when it gets there, we're kind of overwhelmed with the joy. So the joy is not something that we manufacture ourselves. Joy is something that we get to enjoy, right, because other things other things have happened. <clears throat> so when you think about this, with this text, actually, as I, as I look around, this is a sidebar. I'm just going to sidestep the sermon here for a second. It is such a delight for me to see some of you who I don't always get to see. Like, speaking of the end of the semester, I see a lot of uh, college-age people who are away to college a lot, and it is good to see you. And I wouldn't typically, you know, call out your names, but hey, Trey, <laughs> and Brooks, and Matthew, and Elena, and interestingly enough, Gretchen, who went away to school as well. Yeah, it's just so, it's so nice. That's joyful, right? When you get to see someone, again, this is, you should never do this. They actually tell you in seminary not to call people's names out from the platform. This is, this is an example of what not to do. But when I saw Rob and Ashley today, or when I saw Joe kind of pop in, folks who I haven't like, seen lately, I'm like, that's a joyful experience. Like It's something that I couldn't plan, I couldn't, I couldn't even anticipate. Like I didn't know that I was going to get to see these particular people today. And the surprise is, is part of the, the goodness of it. And what I like so much about James's passage there, where he compares the coming day of the Lord as a farmer waiting. Like, you're familiar enough with the other texts of the day of the Lord, right? You've been around long enough that, you know, we, you've heard a lot of Advent sermons. And the day of the Lord often sounds really ominous, right? And the day of the Lord comes, the sun shall go dark, and the moon shall turn to blood, and the stars shall fall from the sky, <laughs> In the day of the Lord, he'll come like a thief in the night. Watch out! <laughs> you know, boo! <laughs> it just sounds, it sounds scary, right? Now, I think even those texts we need to read in the context of we know who the thief in the night is. It's a holy thief. He's coming to take away our sorrow. He's coming to take away our pain. He's coming to, wait to take away our anxiety our sickness. That's who the thief is. And it's much the same way with the judge. Yes, the judge is at the door, but we know this judge. 
This is a merciful judge. And mercy triumphs over judgment. This is, this is who we're waiting on, right? And as Christians, even though we're waiting to celebrate Christmas, right? The birth of Christ, where we, we will exchange gifts. As Christians, we're in a different spot than our Jewish brothers and sisters from ages ago. So when Isaiah wrote, he was waiting for the Messiah to come, we're simply waiting to celebrate the birth of the Messiah because we believe the Messiah has come. His name is Jesus of Nazareth, right? And so our waiting is a little different. We're not so much waiting on the coming of the Messiah as we are waiting on the Messiah who has come to to realize his kingdom in this world. It's why we pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? So we want that reality. We want the reality of what that should look like when the Christ who has come comes with the fullness of his kingdom. That's what we're waiting on. We are waiting on the Christ who has come to fully realize his kingdom in our world. But again, I think what's so beautiful about James's version of this is he compares it simply to a farmer who has planted a field. Like when farmers, like if you plant corn and, and then, you know, it rains and there's the rain at the beginning of the season, there's rain later in the season. You know what farmers expect to grow in that field? Corn. <laughs> it's not an anxious waiting. It's a waiting that is baked in the trust of this is the way God works. When you plant wheat, wheat grows. When you plant corn, corn grows. And the farmer doesn't wait with anxiety. The farmer waits with patience. And I think waiting with patience will produce joy. There's a couple other passages that often get coupled with these uh, one of them is Mary's Magnificat, right? The, the song that Mary sings when the angel tells her that she's going to give birth. And so she sings a song about the coming of a judge. Like James has said, the judge is at the door. And she sings that song about pulling down the, the, the haughty and lifting up the poor, right? That's the type of justice that our, our Lord brings. True justice not false justice. And then there's, a, there's another passage too. It's in the Gospels. I want to read it to you because I think this one can be, um, this can be quite an encouragement. This comes from Matthew chapter 11. When John, that's John the Baptist, when John heard in prison that the Messiah, uh, what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and he said to him, are you the one who is to come or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have good news brought to them. All of that, by the way, is what Isaiah had said in Isaiah 35. That's what Caleb read. Jesus is kind of alluding to that. Jesus goes on, And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. 
What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal places. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly I tell you, among those born of women, no one has risen greater than John the Baptist, yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So here's John, who Jesus is saying, this is the guy that Isaiah prophesied about who was going to come and announce the first advent, right? He was going to be the advent preacher, that here comes the Lord. And even though he's the greatest of all the prophets who have come, anyone who's in the kingdom is greater than he. And you might think, well, how could that be, right? And so if in this season of your life you find yourself struggling, you find yourself depressed or stressed, anxious, wondering, where is God? Why do these things, aren't aren't they working out? Be at ease. John the Baptist was exactly where you are. Right as the Messiah was coming, John, of all people, was in prison. Now, if you'd been preaching, um, I baptize you with water, but the one who's coming after me will baptize you in spirit and fire. If you've been preaching, there's the Messiah who's going to come and he's going to make all things right. And then this guy shows up your cousin, by the way, <laughs> that you know, he thought, hey, Seuss, is he the Messiah? Really? But catch this. <clears throat> With all that expectation that John the Baptist had, surely he did not think that when the Messiah came, what that would look like was John would be in prison. That can't be part of his a- anticipation. When the Messiah would come, Things would be set right, not set wrong. Yet there, there's John experiencing prison and asking, are you the one or should we look for another? And Jesus just kind of reminds him, look, the same prophet who prophesied, I think, about you, also prophesied that when the Messiah came, the, the blind would receive their sight. The, the sick would be healed. The poor would be provided for. Those who had experienced injustice, things would be made right. So what do you see? And so that, that's where I think we find ourselves at this point. Patiently waiting, not with anxiety, but with trust and expectation. You see, God's character is a character of love, of faith, of hope. And again, those things we don't have to generate in ourselves. God is revealed to us and God's character is there informed in us. And that formation, right, is what brings us to this place where we now then can live. Um, Trey, would you hand me that sheet? I, I have some, something I want to give you all. Um, I have some servers who are going to come and hand this out. It's a little waiting game. 
And I know you think, this is exactly what I wanted to do during the holiday season. But it's, it's designed like a bingo. And I, I want each of you to have one. And I want you to take it home this week and next week. And I want you to play it. So this season seems to be all about the hustle and bustle. Right? We, we've experienced that. But Advent teaches us to slow down and patiently wait. Be patient, James says. Right? That's where joy comes from. So you should try one of these patient practices each day during Advent. And as you do them, then you can kind of X them off. And then if you get, you know, either one horizontally or vertically or diagonally, then you should text me and say, bingo. <laughs> you all have my number? Right? I don't know if it would be easy to put my number up. Can we do that? That coffee with Robbie slide has my number on it. I'm not kidding you. I expect some of you, not today, obviously, I don't think you're going to get this done, but over the next few days, in the next week or two, before Christmas, I expect a lot of people just texting me, and it doesn't have to say anything, just bingo. So help a mom. Hold someone's stuff for them. Take a walk instead of watching TV. Smile at someone, all right? That's something easier to do now uh, post-COVID when we don't have to wear as many masks. That, you know, that really took a toll on us. I don't know if you knew this or not. But when we, when we all wore masks for so long, we missed seeing each other smile. There's been studies on it. Like, it, it had a collective psychological negative effect of not being able to see people smile. So now that you can see people smile, try it. Uh, Drive to, the, drive to the country and look at the stars. Run an errand for someone. Let someone go ahead of you in line. Woo! I know. But trust me, you do that and joy will come in the morning. Uh, call a loved one just to chat. Show up to church when your pastor doesn't realize you're coming. That's not on here, but you can write that in. Uh, cook a meal for someone. Add an extra dollar to your next tip. That'd be really good. Mail someone a letter. Tell someone who is helping you to take their time. Put your phone away for the evening. Take the scenic route home. I mean, I love doing that just in general. I love the back roads. Country boy. Volunteer an hour a week. Play a game with your family. Leave a note of encouragement for your neighbor. Read a book instead of listening to an audiobook. Choose the longest checkout line. I know that seems very um, counterintuitive to just ourselves. But when you do so, someone else is going to get that shorter line, and they're going to think, oh, man, look, I got the short line. And you will have been the agent of joy in somebody else's life. Only drive the speed limit and completely stop at stop signs. I mean, you should do that even. I mean... Even if it's, I mean, if you are just driving speed limit, though, do us a favor and get in the right-hand lane, not the left-hand lane. <laughs> let, a, let a child help you with something. Uh, park in the furthest parking space. Uh, shop local for Christmas gifts. Slow down and enjoy driving in the slow lane. Right? I don't think it's easy to... to um, in fact, I might even say it's impossible simply to choose joy. 
But I think you can choose patience. And I think you can choose to rejoice. So this, this is Rejoice Sunday. We have lit the joy candle. And in the midst of a very hustle and bustle commercial time, we want to take time today to remember truly what we are waiting for. The celebration of the birth of the Christ child and the realization of the coming of his kingdom. When all of those prayers that we pray for, for our loved ones, for um, our friends and family, will become a reality at some point. Because like the farmer who waits for the crop, trust in the system, so we too can trust in our Lord. We hope you were blessed by today's podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to support us, you can do so by subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can leave us a review on iTunes, and if you want to contribute to Oasis financially, you can go to oasischurch.org. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.